Now, if they're gonna juice, perhaps the 80-20 rule, 80% greens and 20% fruits is a good way to go. Yeah. And then eat the rest. We wanna make sure that we get plenty of fresh and raw fruits and vegetables in our daily nutritional protocol because that's where all the vitamins and minerals are. Basically, the way our spine is lined up, we have the, the whole nerve system runs down the middle of that spine in the spinal canal. And then out of that spine comes these nerves, which are kind of cool. We've got Congress that's acting like a bunch of drunken sailors, spending money like there's no tomorrow, right? The end of 2022, you had the lame duck Congress that passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill, but they don't have it. No, but no country around the globe has money right now. is a hot topic on the market today and in, in living a healthy lifestyle. From your perspective, is juicing the way to go? Well, it, it depends. There's a lot of good properties of juicing. Obviously, the, um, the, the vitamins and minerals and nutrients you get from the plants, yes. But when you, when you pull out the fiber, you know, from the, like a whole apple versus a juiced apple, a couple things happen. You get less fiber, but since it's not broken down your stomach and it's broken down the blender, you can also get high blood sugar. So you've seen that as well as I have, like people that get too much fruit juice, for example, what happens to their blood sugar? It goes up. I've always educated individuals to not drink their calories, but eat their calories. Now, if they're going to juice, Perhaps the 80-20 rule, 80% greens and 20% fruits is a good way to go. Yeah. And then eat the rest. We want to make sure that we get plenty of fresh and raw fruits and vegetables in our daily nutritional protocol because that's where all the vitamins and minerals are. Well, I really like, you know, I'm, I'm not a anti-juice guy or anti-juicing guy, but, but I am a pro-blending uh, guy. In other words, there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily quote unquote like the taste of vegetables and that could be uh, cultural or whatever or just habitual and we taught that way. But bottom line is I'm a big blending fan. So people can take um, some of our kingdom peel, for example, and they can put in, you know, a, a handful of berries, for example, and get that blended in there. They could put even an apple in there. They could do that. They could also put some greens in there like a, a handful of kale or spinach. Well, in that case, as opposed to juicing, you're not pulling out the fiber. The fiber's in there. So I think if you graduate this up from real food being the best, second line down would be probably the blending route, and third line down would be juicing. Now, not to say they don't have all health benefits, but I think in the totality of everything, I would prefer real food as best as possible. Well, if they are going to juice, maybe the 80-20 rule is best, 80% yeah. green vegetables, 20% fruits, and then maybe limit the amount that they take in so they're not getting such a high load from sugar. If you take in 20 ounces of the 80-20 blend, yeah. you're going to get potentially get 
uh, high blood sugar from that. So maybe eight to 12 ounces should be a serving size. Well, I think we've got to do that because like you look back historically, and I think you remember the days, <laughs> remember the days where people were drinking orange juice for breakfast? Remember that? Oh, yes. Drink your OJ. Well, the glasses went from about this tall to about this Super tall. Supersize, biggie and then size. maybe I should have four glasses and maybe more is better. And you maybe know? that for lunch too. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> Americans, we get something that's good and make it, try to make it better by getting more. And that's not always a good thing. And then obviously... This is something people need to think about, too, is some of the processing methods for some of the plants that we have, some of the fruits, have those um, inclusion of Roundup, you know, and things like that in there. So really think about this as far as, you know, what we do. We also want to think organic as best as possible. Yes. And from that standpoint, individuals who have chronic inflammatory bowel disease oftentimes do not do well on the fibers from right. plants. So in that individual, starting with a four ounce glass of green juice, which the system does not have to go through the digestive process, yep. but they can get those good vitamins and minerals from a four ounce glass of juice, and that can potentiate healing. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know, a lot of times people... Um you know, look at that like a leaky gut, for example, you're talking about, and they, they know that fruits and vegetables are good for them, but you're right, they don't produce the necessary digestive enzyme to break them down. So in that case, and that's one of those caveats, it depends. In that case, a little bit of green juice would be really good. Even a little bit of fruit in there would be good. You could take, I mean, we've been a bunch of different places, and they'll have like different juice mixtures. They'll have a little bit of apple and maybe some, um, some kale and maybe some um, turmeric in there. Uh, that's really tasty, right? So you can actually get some taste there, and you can actually get some healing to the gut with that. So when we're talking about the do's and don'ts of juicing, obviously eating fresh food, Plants is best. Fresh fruits and vegetables, maybe blending it next and mm -hmm. adding your protein powder to it. If you're going to juice it, keep it on the green side. 80% green vegetables, kale, broccoli, mm -hmm. spinach, arugula, all of the different green mixtures, and then 20% of your fruits. Those berries, those dark berries are very, very rich in antioxidants yep. and are essential for uh, health benefits. So the 80-20 rule stands. And then, of course, minimizing the amount of juice that one takes in in a day from probably 8 to 12 ounces. And then mm. if inflammatory bowel issues or those chronic conditions uh, are there, you might want to start out smaller. Yeah. Four ounces at a time to see how the tolerance of the system will be and make sure that the juice has been strained so there's no seeds or plant fibers in that juice. Yeah, and it's a big deal too. But think about this from even the other side. Some people might hear this broadcast and I think, well, okay, I need to start juicing. Okay, cool. But what if you did that? I'm hypothetically talking here. What if you did that and have great big glasses of fruit juice with a little bit of vegetables all day long? Your Oops. blood sugars are going to rise up, and you could become insulin resistant, right? That's absolutely a fact. Now, the other question I get asked all the time is, does juicing break a fast? And the answer yeah. to that is absolutely yes, because fruits and vegetables have calories in them. The more yeah. fruit, the quicker you're going to break a fast. Well, totally. And, you know, you can think about this from various angles. I think a, a, a tool that is a viable tool is juicing. But as you noted, we got to put all this other stuff in there. So a lot of people will like, you know, hear a health expert start talking about juicing and because they do it, everybody else does it too. 
life and health and decisions like this are not a one-size-fit-all project. No, it's very much independently and personalization-oriented as we organize that. That's important because everybody has different places in life they are. Everybody has different gut functions, and you got to factor in all of that from the standpoint of making sure that you don't go over the top with these juices. Well, and just living on juice, remember there is no protein in just juice. So juicing does a body good, mainly that green juice, but it's got to be well-balanced all the way around. So there you go. All you ever want to know about juicing and more. For more answers like that, stay tuned to us for future episodes. And when you navigate through these these economies with people, here's here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now. The body's amazing at recovery, so you want to give it every chance, no matter what time it is. So in that context, no, it's certainly never too uh, late. You're never too old to start trying to be healthy. No matter where you are in terms of your health, that you can turn this around. It's never too late to start a wellness program, and it's never too late to reach your healthcare goals. I, there's an old adage, um, and I'm not sure where it came from, but I really do like it. And they say um, the, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. We just want people to hang on to hope. We are hope dealers. And if you are not paying attention to the four foundational pillars of health, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual, eventually it is gonna catch up. If we get all those four areas right, and we do it right, we see a dynamic occur in the middle called wellness, and that's where people get better. Their health is really gonna return as a side effect of wellness. One of the most common causes that drives a person to a medical practice is back pain, or this thing called sciatica. Well, today, let's explore what sciatica really is. Well, 
she, you are not my pain in the backside, just so you know, right? No, Thank you, honey. Honestly, this whole thing about this back pain thing, you know, I, we hear that a lot of times. I bet you, w- would you agree that the majority of people, I'm talking probably over 50% from a general standpoint, complain of back pain more or less? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, what is sciatica? Sciat- the sciatic nerve comes out of a nerve root around the L5 region. Mm-hmm. It runs through the sciatic foramen, foramen on both sides of the hips, and it runs down both legs. And it can get impinged on either leg at any point along the pathways. Yeah. So we have to determine where that pinch is, and we can do that with a physical exam. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes by raising one leg called the straight leg raise test or doing some reflex testing, or sometimes we even need to send them for an x-ray or an MRI. So, you're, you know, when, when you say things like L5 and impingement, people may go, what? What the heck? But basically the way our spine is lined up, we have the, the whole nerve system runs down the middle of that spine and the spinal canal. And then out of that spine comes these nerves, which are kind of cool. So the lumbar is the L and the position is the five. So That's right. think about just right above your backside, low back, right? The lumbar area where it's supposed to be curved. Well, and that impingement happens when these little vertebrae get start collapsing, right? They collapse then, what's called the foramen or the space that the nerve runs through. There you go. Bigger terms for everybody, <laughs> right? That's why she's the medical doctor and I'm just... Along for the ride, I guess. No, no, honestly, you know, we have a good time talking about this stuff because we try to explain things at a high level and yet explain things at a level people understand. And interestingly enough, you know, and, and this is the way I've told people as they stand up straight, you know, you can, you can see this. And we see people over time, they begin to, to lean forward. They get shorter and they say, well, I'm getting smaller. I'm shrinking. Well, not necessarily. What's happening is that spine is collapsing on the front side. It's actually what you're talking about, the foramen. It's co- collapsing there, right? And they start to lean forward. But we can remedy that, can't we? Well, absolutely. We have to figure out the causes. What are some of the most common causes of lower back pain or sciatica? Oh, my gosh. Number one is a little bit of extra weight. That weight is usually put around the middle Mm -hmm. in the abdomen. So if the abdomen moves forward, it pulls the back forward. So it puts pressure on those foramen and pressure on the sciatic nerve. So for every pound you're overweight, it's going to be 10 pounds on your lower back. Two is posture at work. We sit in the same position 365 days of the year minus vacations. And, you know, we may have that, you know, forward (laughs) posture and it's actually compressing those foramen or driving behind the seat of a car. So if we're not spending enough time to do physical activities that create balance, I call it right to left, front to back, side to side Mm -hmm. activities, so that those muscles all the way around stay in shape, then we end up collapsing or having what I call the shopping cart sign where, you know, you see people on the shopping carts bent over. The body's not designed to be like that. It's designed to have the cervical curve, the thoracic curve, and the lumbar curve. And when those curves get out of balance, there's going to be compression on those nerves. It's fascinating. I was, I saw a, a graphic that was depicting the aging process. And it had like at the beginning a little baby crawling, and then the baby stands up like this, 
and then the person gets big and they stand straight and then all of a sudden they start collapsing over and then they die. You know, it's like it's up and down. Thing. Oh my gosh, does it have to be like that? And it doesn't. I know even when I'm talking to someone, I'm always working on holding my shoulders back, you know, um, like some of the um, things I learned in the police department, standing at attention properly is when your shoulders are back and your posture's in alignment. Yeah, it's a sharp good. looking pose, you know, it's mm -hmm. a sharp looking place, but it's also about health. And then the number one cause you mentioned though, and I agree with you, is that forward pull of the excess visceral or, or belly fat. And we're seeing in America right now, over three quarters of all Americans right now, obesity or overweight. And that's a big number. So that's going to be translated into more back pain slash sciatica, isn't it? Yes. So, you know, now we've kind of understood back pain, sciatic, what kind of causes it. Now, if we start to talk about yep. how do we approach and how do we treat it? Well, in my medical career, even before my medical career as a massage therapist, I helped he people heal chronic low back pain or sciatica with my hands. So yep. finding a good massage therapist, somebody who knows deep tissue massage therapy, a good chiropractor, mm -hmm. an acupuncturist, or an osteopathic medical doctor to help help you li get lined up. And then from there to go to some physical therapy so you learn how to do front to back, right to left, side to side exercises that can keep you in shape long term. So we've yeah. got to get fit. We've got to work the, the core, the musculoskeletal structure to stay strong so we don't collapse the, the foramen, the, where the, the nerve runs through. And then, of course, from a nutritional standpoint, living on an anti-inflammatory nutritional program takes the inflammation yeah. out of the system. The standard American diet is what inflames the insides. So if we take those inflammogens out, the back the neck, the hips, the shoulders, the knees, they all get better too. Yeah, a couple points to, to keep in mind too, you know, anti-inflammatory eating will obviously lower belly fat, which takes that pressure off. Yes. People also, you know, they go see a chiropractor and they get those, when they get those misalignments where they're called subluxations, the chiropractor will realign those things that will relieve those impingements or those pinching of those nerves. But then they bounce right back. And they have to go back. Well, the reason for that is because those muscles aren't holding their position because they don't have adequate nutrition and they got too much inflammation. So you can see how all this stuff sort of winds together in a big old nice bow. Yes. And then, of course, over the top of that is the proper supplementation. We know proper omega-3s. Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. And 100% of people that we test that are not taking omega-3s are deficient. Things like uh, we've got a product called Synovix, DJD, degenerative joint disease, which has mm -hmm. glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM in it, which is fabulous to help restore cartilage and connective tissue. And then the turmeric plants properties, they also take inflammation down. Instead of having to go for ibuprofen, the Advils, the Aleves of the world that actually can degenerate the intestinal mucosa and cause that thing called leaky gut. So there you go. You don't have to have sciatic anymore. It doesn't have to be a pain in your back. So give us a call or see us on our website, Sherwood.tv. Up next, our financial guru, Kirk Elliott, gives us advice on what you need to know at this time in history. How can boosting your daily nutrition save you money? I'm Dr. Michelle Sherwood. And I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Kingdom Fuel costs about a third of the average lunch and will supersize your nutrition. 
Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber with 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fats, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is a simple start to a transformed life. Hello, I'm Kevin Sorbo. Now there's an old saying, it's not what you know, but who you know that matters. Now that's true in our careers, spiritual life, and when it comes to our health and overall well-being. Today, most of us know a lot of information about health and nutrition, but are we really doing anything with it? So here's what I've learned from working with Drs. Michelle and Mark Sherwood. They're the founders of the Functional Medical Institute. You need a wellness plan that's customized based on your unique needs. Now remember, real change can only happen when you address the whole person. That is exactly what Mark and Michelle do, and why they are people you should know. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. Find out at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo, or just see the link below. Have a great day and God bless. Let's shine the spotlight on one of our star supplements. The human body can make most of the types of fats it needs from other fats or raw materials, but not omega-3 fatty acids, also called omega-3 fats or N3 fats. These are essential fats that the body must get from food. BioMega 1000 provides a potent dose of omega-3 essential fatty acids sourced from a strategically placed fishing facility in the far South Pacific Ocean off the coast of Chile. Each capsule delivers an impressive 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA, and the capsules also contain vitamin E. See the link below for a special offer, and remember, don't be fooled by cheap online knockoffs. Hey Mark, great to be with you again. Um, I wish it could be with better news, right? But but yet I do have a smile on my face because there's solutions. So make sure you watch this whole video because we do have solutions for this. But but what I want to talk about is the unrelenting spending happening in America right now. We've got we've got Congress that's acting like a bunch of drunken sailors, spending money like there's no tomorrow. Right, the end of 2022, you had the lame duck Congress that passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill, right? 1.7 trillion. Now, I wouldn't have such an issue with it if we actually had $1.7 trillion laying around. You know, then you'd just be allocating what you already have and, you know, just saying where it's going to go. But they don't have it. No, but no country around the globe has money right now, right? Because two years of, of COVID, two years plus of COVID, People weren't spending, there's supply chain disruptions, there's there's issues, there's higher taxation. Now, so what did that force countries to do? Print money like there's no tomorrow to try to inflate or die because if they didn't, there wasn't enough government tax revenue from sales tax revenues, property tax revenues, income tax revenues to actually fund the government because the, it's a global economic slowdown. And in fact, projections just... The, the second week in January came out that that because of all the fracturing of, of countries in this globalized world, right, because of, of import and export controls, what Russia's doing now and, and telling America and the G7 nations, which are the U.S., the Western industrialized economies of, of Europe, Japan, right, it's like, hey, you guys signed the stupid accord that capped Russian oil at $60 a barrel. 
when oil was 79. And, and back when he did that on, on December 3rd, when Biden signed that into law, I said, if I were Putin, I wouldn't sell to those countries, right? Why would I sell them oil at a $19 barrel loss? And sure enough, December 28th, he said exactly that. He said, I'm not selling you any oil come February 1st. So what's that going to do to the price of oil? Make it go possibly double because Russia is the largest supplier of oil and gas in the whole world, right? And we're talking about the G7 industrialized nations. They're not chump change either, right? So oil is going to go through the roof. If we think we've seen even the middle to the end of inflation yet, you're kidding yourselves. We haven't. So inflation is going to come. Oil prices are going to go through the roof. And I don't care if you're the, the biggest green proponent on the planet and you have your solar power, your wind power, and your electric Tesla, right? They all use petroleum. There's there's oil in, in, the, in the gears, right, of any machine and any windmill. There's oil in the bearings and grease of your tires and your electric car. Oil is petroleum products are used in the plastic on your dashboard in your electric car, right? So there's no getting around it. Inflation is going to be coming. And we've got a Congress that's spending money like there's no tomorrow. And like we talked about on a previous show, the potential run on the banks and the FDIC being underinsured, what would be the end result of that? The mother of all quantitative easing, probably five to seven trillion dollars on top of the $1.7 trillion that they just spent, on top of them having to raise the debt ceiling yet again, right? So there's, we're talking about all these different spending projects that are all in the trillions. We don't have the money. So inflation is going to persist because government revenues aren't there. So therefore, they're going to have to print without discretion like there's no tomorrow, right? So so how do you protect yourselves? Like we've talked, and I, and I, I, I admit, I sound like a broken record, like a one-hit wonder, right? Because, but if there was something else that we could do to protect and preserve, I would say it. We would do it. I don't care what the asset is, as long as it minimizes our risk, maximizes our return. So your IRAs, they need to be reallocated into gold and silver. Your, your brokerage accounts need to be reallocated into gold and silver. Your bank account shouldn't have too much cash because the banks are at risk, right? So, so give our office a call. Take advantage of these trends so the trends don't take advantage of you. Get out of harm's way into gold and silver, which are growing like crazy, Mark. Crazy. I mean, we're up 98% in silver over the last two and a half years. But the more immediate trend over the last 12 weeks, we're seeing up 40%. That's incredible. In a world where there's so much fear, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much doubt, this can put a smile on your face. So give us a call. We'd love to help you out. Mark has arranged for, for that to happen. We'll take good care of you. Free consultations, right? 720-605-3900. Just say Dr. Mark sent you. Or simply you can go to kirkelliotphd.com forward slash Sherwood and get on our calendars for that free consultation. We'll help you out. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now.